Hey, Remarkable Moms, it's Dakri here. And today we are with Erica Sullivan. Woo! Hey, Erica, welcome to the studio. <laughs> Thank you. Erica, Thank you for having me. Oh, we're so happy to have you. Erica is a Remarkable Mom, volunteer, and connector extraordinaire. She, I don't, I really honestly was like all the moms nominated her and I was secretly like I just want to know how she does it all because we all say you know oh it's so easy and oh I don't know how she does it all and you know Sarah Jessica Parker's like oh but I I have help and everyone says that too so I just want to I want to hear the the tea I want her to spill the tea on how she actually does it um but she's been nominated by a few moms who love and want to promote her energy and positive impact that is truly inspirational to them. Our executive producer is so excited to have her as well because of all of her efforts to spread joy and to connect the community, our wonderful little community of Hoboken. So let's dig in. <laughs> well, listen, Erica, um, do tell, what do you love most about Hoboken? And do you have any favorite restaurants or places that you and your family like to go? Definitely, we do. So what makes me love being a part of the Hoboken community is that I feel like there's a lot of eclecticism here. Um, people who are very different from me, but are similar with values. And I think there's a lot of people here with a very strong work ethic. Ambitious would be another way to put that. Yeah, I just, I like being part of such a vibrant place with so many different types of people driven in so many different directions. I think it makes life exciting and interesting. Absolutely. Um, as far as favorite restaurants, I... That's a tough one, isn't it? Because we have so many great restaurants. <laughs> we have a lot to offer in our little mile square. But um, being that I'm an uptown resident, uh, we Go definitely... Uptown. I know, right? Yeah. We're all like, we're all uptown. Uh, it's fine. Um, you, can, you can have some uptown pride. Can we, we, just sing that? we should just sing that song, Uptown I Girl. Uptown Girl. <laughs> I mean, my family frequents Elysian Cafe probably way too much. Oh, uh, I love Elysian. We really, love Elysian. Um, we love uh, one particular waiter there. He's been there for years and just, I feel like he's recognizes all three of my kids, knows their names, you know, asks oh, that's about nice. school. I just, I love that. It's like you're visiting your dining room. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we are definitely big Elysian Cafe people. And then my husband and I both do really enjoy Soralina. We're um, fans of sitting at the bar and just kind of, I don't know, it feels also homey. Like I yeah. feel like when I walk in, they say hello. I don't know that they know my name, but um, <laughs> it just has that like comfortable, happy place kind of feel. Yeah. And we like the food. <laughs> yeah, the food's good and it's not, not far away. So no. it definitely has a, a homey, a homey feel. Whether they know your name or not, they make you feel welcome. Yes, and we are, speaking of just down the block, um, we are big Olivia's fans too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love, I know. love um, Olivia's so just, good. You know, it has such a different vibe compared to a lot of the places here, which, you know, if you're in the mood, I love doing that. I love sort of pushing myself to dress up a little more, even though it's <laughs> exactly. locked down. Date and night. Date <laughs> night yeah. at Olivia's. And having live music to me is like 
you can't beat that. Yeah, I, you really can't. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, it's so nice to have live music. And yeah. Barbette has yes. live music too that we absolutely love as well. That's a yes. fun. Agreed. I like that the, our Hoboken restaurants have been starting to bring a little yeah. bit of that yeah. back. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice to be able to go. Because we had that vibe for so we many did. years right, and then did. it just kind of went away and now yeah. it's coming back again, I feel like. That's something I... On my, you know, very long to-do list, I, I would love to bring a cabaret to Hoboken. I love the Ooh, idea of having a cabaret. Idea. I just think I grew up um, near a summer stock theater in Rhode Island, and in the summers they had a restaurant, and um, the performers from the theater right there lived above the restaurant, and they would come down and perform on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Yeah. And my mom would take me when I was little, and I just always remember it was so much fun because there was that. no set list like right. they just get up there with the piano player and they'd be like oh this crowd looks like they want that and they would <laughs> pick a song and lo and behold that's and awesome. often, would, often would go i love that that's amazing it sounds like you need to talk to zabrina yes exactly <laughs> or mile square theater or yeah yeah that's actually i hadn't even thought about yeah. that kind of connection a little I bit just... of a connection i know they do more like acting in plays but right. maybe she knows someone yeah, that I might just be... always think back to Maxwell's, and even though oh. I didn't live here in a time period where Maxwell's was thriving as, you know, with the local music scene, I just always think of now they have that backstage yeah. bar, and it's not huge, but I feel like it's got a raised platform, it's got a stage, yeah. and I do think they have live music once in a while, but I don't know if that's a regular thing. And It's no, not, if and they the, haven't been doing it as a regular thing. And the cabaret kind of thing, or, you know, the, the that platform is different. It's it's a little more free form. Yes, um, I think you can run the gamut of you know, are you a professional performer? Or are you just somebody that not sings like in the Bonnie shower? Like Bonnie and Dougray. I know, right? I was just thinking myself too. I was like, you just love to sing. Yeah. Yes. Grab me exactly. a microphone. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I feel like it could be a neat thing. Yeah. I, I don't know that, you know, it could be a weekend, every weekend. Yeah. All the well, time. Well, it could be like a we- every you know, weekend maybe in the summer. Or- I know. So I... I don't know if I remember Maxwell having like a thriving, but I do remember concerts at Maxwell's. And I think the main thing was like the noise. Right. The, because the people that live around there, and I don't know anyone who right. actually lives around there, but they would complain about it got very loud and then there would be a lot of people like drinking and then come outside and then it's very loud and then very loud on on Washington right. Street as a well very as residential. So I think that like a cabaret might be a nice middle ground because you know you don't have people that are listening to like I mean I don't know I don't know if like I think it's like a more like refined a little bit like you go you have maybe like a cocktail or two you listen to some ni- nice music and then you're on your way. It's not like right. you're going to be there all night because then like Maxwell's... I don't know. I think that I would be there all night. I mean, <laughs> seriously, like I'd be singing all the cabaret songs and times however be... many people are there singing the same thing. Yeah. Like, All right, Bonnie. Well, you so might then... get a little loud, Zachary. <laughs> don't scratch that. Bonnie Bonnie's saying, no, it's going to get loud. But I'm saying like being respectful of, of our neighbors right. when we come out is all I think the is the biggest, biggest thing. Okay, we'll make sure that if we put a cabaret in town, we have to be respectful. Yes. We will be respectful. We will be careful of noise pollution. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Well, that's amazing. I, I am that. so I know, excited. We are, we're I'm, on it. 
it. I'm so excited for the cabaret to enter town. I like the cabaret. Um, so listen, who inspires you? And is there um, an inspirational moment you'd like to share? And how did that motivate you? Oh, wow. I mean, I do think I draw quite a bit of inspiration from my mom, who is not a Hoboken person, clearly, but... Um, <laughs> I do feel like I grew up with a really strong female figure and created a a strong identity for myself. And um, so I would say as far as like day to day, all the time, that's definitely a presence in in my psyche and helps to drive who I still am trying to evolve into. (laughs) Love that. Um, But people here, I mean, having had one child graduate from Ola, one about to graduate from Ola, one still in middle school at um, Ola Dual Language Charter School. I I really have seen Jen Sargent, the director of the school, you know, I've seen her evolve. It's been a lot of years that I've been around (laughs) her and through different iterations of the school to when it had just, I just began there and the school was only you know, one calendar year old to, or even prior to that, just touring the school and it was only five months old. Mm -hmm. And now I just, I think just having been a part of it and um, volunteering for the Friends of Ola committee, you know, she's a person that I really do think is quite incredible. I can't, I'm hoping, like I said, once I bring my cabaret to full life, (laughs) I'll have something very special to point to. Um, I mean, I'm half joking, but I'm not. I'm just thinking of, you know, people I know who have taken an idea or or a passion and their background and their education and brought it full circle and, and created something really quite unique and incredible that many people will for many years enjoy and and, yeah. and participate in and take so much from so yeah and Jen I, I really like I really look up to Jen <laughs> look up to Sam <laughs> I so know right? well figurative and literally right. because we all well, look she's up to Jen she's, she's very tall <laughs> and when she puts those stiletto heels yeah. on she's even even taller no I think that like we've had a few Ola moms I'm an Ola mom as well and yes, I mean, it's an inspiration, the school itself, and then the exactly. children. I mean, it's just, it was rough for people, for all of us. Yeah. It was, it was a, a labor. Not an definitely. easy path. It was not an easy <laughs> path. But I think that, like, her passion and drive and having the vision and sticking with it and pulling us along. And then, you know, like I was saying, like, it, t- it takes a village and you have other people. It's not just Jen doing everything. There were so many women and men that were like you know really doubling down um to provide their support but yes I definitely think that I love that you said that and I do know of course that Jen there was a a group of women when when the school first began I didn't know any of them personally aside from her so that's why I'm I'm calling her out specifically no I'm not I I wasn't saying it because of that I'm saying it because I think Jen is inspirational so I can see why I am in awe of her all the time. Like, all the things that she did at Ola, I don't, I really, I don't know how these people do all these things. 
Well, so let's talk tough decisions. We, we know you're going to have a <laughs> tough decision. Like, we, we have motivation. Yes. We, we know you're going to have a tough decision when you quit your full-time job and right. you join the cabaret. Uh-huh. Um, so tell us how you might navigate that tough decision. Um, well, that one, I'm not sure yet. Since we haven't, I have never said it out loud until today. So I'm going to have to work oh, a little harder You're putting that. a stake in the ground. Yeah, I yes. love it. You said it now. It's out. It's yeah, we're, we're going to check in with you in six yeah. weeks and uh, see. And all of our listeners, too. Um, oh gosh, tough decisions. Um, I mean, I feel like as a mother, you're making them constantly, but, uh, we had, I mean, kind of on a, I'm going from light and happy to, um, my youngest son is now 11. And when I was pregnant with him, they were, I was going through the 20 week, you know, nuchal screening, which I'd already had two kids. So that didn't worry me or I didn't even give any thought to it and um I went into the city where my OB was and I ended up getting sent just that day out to see a a, a specialized ultrasound place it wasn't going to be done just at my um OB's I did one at my OB's and then they said oh you know we need to send you a few blocks up long story short that ended up turning into, well, we don't think your baby's growing at the rate that we would have expected or the rate that we have charted for your other two children. So uh, we faced, it was it was scary. I mean, we faced a difficult decision with what do we do? They right. can't tell us what is, quote, wrong, but they're seeing something at you know, 20, I think I was actually 21 weeks. So that's, you know, you're, you're pregnant. Your people yeah. know you're pregnant. Yeah. And, um, so that was probably one of the most difficult decisions I had to make because being responsible for two young children already, I kept thinking, okay, can I handle something like this? If I have a third child that's going to need so much more energy, I already <laughs> feel like it's just wild and overwhelming to think of having a third child and now we definitely went into that knowing that we wanted it but how how do I navigate this and not feel like I'm giving or I'm pulled so far in one direction to help one that I can't still feel like the mom I'd like to be to my other two or I should say the parents because obviously my husband was um highly involved in that choice but um that's another moment, though, uh, not just a tough decision, but somebody who kind of looked us in the eye and said, you know, take all the outside noise out. Just think about why you guys wanted to have a bigger family and just keep it simple. And I do sometimes remind myself when as um, we were having just a conversation, you know, 15 minutes ago about <laughs> our kids looking at colleges and it yeah. gets just things can get so overwhelming, whether yeah. it's mm-hmm. career-wise or, you know, having your own relationship with your spouse as your yeah. life yeah. gets more yeah. full and complicated. And I just remember my doctor, like, leaning over and, like, putting her hand on my leg, and she was like, you, I think you already know what you want to do. I think you're letting so many other things cloud your clarity and cloud, like, what's coming from inside of you, and you just need to take a deep breath and tell yourself you know what's right. And it sounds hokey, but there are times when I think about that moment and like I, I'm just like shaking and terrified, but I was like, you know, she's right. Like, I just have to stop with all the extra 
just stick to what you know, stick to what your plan was to the best of your ability. We can't all control everything. And this was a time when I really had no control, really and truly no control over. I mean, I was growing the baby. I was trying to keep myself healthy, but there were things going on that I had no idea were happening. That's so Um, crazy. So, you know, I do try it. Like when I get stressed about other things all across the board, I try to just say to myself, okay, take a deep breath and you know how to handle this. You got it. Like, you really can do it. You just have to, like, take away the outside BS and just (laughs) focus on, like, what you were headed for and just try to put one foot in front of the other and, and, you know. That's really great advice. (laughs) Yeah. No, I agree. I think, like, sifting through all of the BS. That's so crazy. I didn't realize you had that. I I had a very similar, like, decision that I had to make with Aubrey, actually, our youngest. Yeah. And it was terrible. Like, I was like, I remember, I was on the streets of New York, and I remember I was bawling my eyes out. And I call my mother, and she's like, by the time my parents lived in Florida, and she's like, what is wrong? She's like, why? She's like, like, take a breath, take a deep breath. And I just remember, like, thinking, like, God, I... I had no idea. I don't, I didn't have any, like when I had Dallas, I had a difficult pregnancy. And then I said to her, cause I was saying to my mom, you told me if I have another one, it's not going to be like the first one. And now here I am. And they're telling me her brain wasn't fully developed. Um, and they're like, <sighs> you have to make a decision. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Right. They're like, well, it's not charting. And I'm saying to myself, like at first I was like, you guys don't actually know like you don't know exactly but when i tell them like your date and then they figure out your due date then they have some gauge or whatever of you know where the baby should be and that's how they're like pinpointing and then as the baby is growing but i was just at first i was like i i just didn't want to i didn't want to think about it or do it and then they're like you have 10 days to make a decision and i was like 10 days yeah and i was like it got really real yeah and then that's when I like called my mom and I was just but then she had said like no one can make this decision except for you know you and Adam like right you know so I'm sure your doctor was saying the same thing to you and Mark yeah. like it's just but it's tough it's tough to make that decision because you're like you think all these crazy things and then oh, I didn't tell anybody else because if I had told somebody else I'm sure they would have More had an opinions. opinion about right well, this is what we think you should do. And everyone is different. And I'm yeah. I'm Christian and I don't actually believe in abortion. So for me, it, I wasn't crying because I was crying because I was like to have a child that might be struggling or something right. like that. It was more about that than, than anything else. Of but course, I was yeah. still like, it was still, yeah, it was tough. And it's crazy. Like I remember thinking about it and and even after having Dallas like thinking like there are just so many things you just don't know when you get pregnant when you get married when you think about having children and it's like I just wish I mean I know there's like an encyclopedia of all the things that like can happen but I just wish that there was some way to kind of like know a little bit be a little more informed and I think that Mm. like that we talked a little bit about this in some of our other podcasts about like you're never gonna know, so you just have to be aware that the that it's broad and wide, and anything can happen. Right like when you are, you know, cooking a, a bun in the oven. <laughs> you, 
<laughs> yes. And to be anything and everything. Any, anything and everything. But I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut into your story because no, no. now you have a beautiful. Yeah, and it definitely. <laughs> and you would never know. Yeah, and I spent months going to the city so much more often. I'd never seen a doctor that much in my life, and I'd already had two kids. Oh, and, my gosh. You know, just, and every week kind of wondering, what are they going to tell us this week? What's going to be, like, is it going to lean more positively, or yeah. are we going the <laughs> other way? But, um, yeah, I, I don't, you know, it definitely, it worked out, and he turned out to be a completely healthy typical infant it's remarkable thankfully but it really wasn't what they were telling me every week no it wasn't Um, and it's crazy when they pop out and you're like oh thank god like they were wrong they had no idea and I do I say like to my nieces or friends that have had babies that have been younger colleagues um they can't tell you everything. Yeah. That's something I've figured out. They yeah. absolutely have no idea when you're going into labor or why. <laughs> right. Um, and that's, I think that's one of the, if you can embrace it, one of the biggest gifts of motherhood in a lot of ways yeah. is that you cannot be prepared. You can yeah. read every book. You can hear all the stories. You could have raised three younger siblings or come from a big family or babysat your butt off and... Until it's yours and until yeah. you're living that, um, which extends to many other things in, in life. But yeah. you really just, you know, yeah. it's you're on the ground prepared. training. It every is. Day. It's baby boot camp. As <laughs> soon as you bring that baby home yeah. from the hospital. And it never stops. No, <laughs> absolutely never. Even now that they're teens, it doesn't stop. No. <laughs> now I'm just like, did you... When are you coming home? (laughs) Right. Like, where are you? (laughs) I remember my um, husband's older brother, whose kids are in their mid to late 20s now. So a good, like, 10 years about older than mine. I remember them saying to us when when our kids were little, little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. And I just remember thinking... Well, <laughs> maybe not for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like for you guys. And now, and you know, you're so exhausted mm-hmm. when your kids are yeah. little and oh. just drained. But now it's a new set of. It's a worry. Being, <laughs> yeah. You know, terrified that you're doing the right yeah. thing, that you're saying the right thing, that you're. Or am I being too tough? Am I not being tough enough? Did I, yeah. you know, like all these. Things that I don't even know I'm doing right for me every day. Never mind, like, showing you who's on the verge of adulthood and leaving me. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I hear you, sister. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Hey, Remarkable Mommies. Thanks so much for listening. You are remarkable. Stay tuned for part two, not to be missed. Wishing you the best of this beautiful life.